The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. The AI arms race between the U.S. and China continues to heat up, this time in the venture capital deal-making space. And that is the focus of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Hi again, Dee. Hey, Carl. So new restrictions on chip exports. That, just, that is just one piece of this broader AI arms race between the two countries. We have our early winners, big players like NVIDIA, Microsoft, and OpenAI. Google, China has theirs. Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent, ByteDance. Others are certainly emerging. But as we have talked about before, it is not guaranteed that big tech will ultimately be the winners of this generative AI platform shift. So there's another race going on to find another class of potential winners at the earliest stages. The founders and startups that could challenge the existing dominant players and pioneer new use cases that we haven't even thought of. So far, the U.S. has been way ahead in terms of dealmaking. Take a look at this chart that draws on prequin data. It tells us that China is closing the gap with the U.S. in terms of that AI dealmaking. In 2020, China was doing less than 50 percent of the AI deals being done in the U.S. This year, which we're only halfway through, China has closed that gap. Its AI deal-making is more than two-thirds. It's more than 70% that of U.S. AI deal-making. So in terms of dollars invested, guys, we are still far ahead of China by some $20 billion. But the last platform shift, mobile, remember that, saw a slew of Chinese players storm onto the scene and genuinely rival our big tech companies. ByteDance, perhaps the best example of this. There are other, those And Chinese big tech, like their American peers, they are investing heavily in the space themselves. Earlier this week, Baidu claimed that its China Chatbot Ernie is beating ChatGPT on some key measures, and it has set aside some $140 million in a venture fund to invest in open AI-like startups. The question being raised today, of course, guys, is do additional export bans on U.S. AI chips alter the landscape? Does that slow down the pace of Chinese AI deal-making? It's going to happen quickly, though, have to happen quickly, because that chart that I showed you that underlines the stakes right there, what is happening at the earliest levels, and as we saw with open AI, you can see see these companies come up and become very powerful in terms of their capacity, what their large language models are able to do at some of the earliest levels and just storm onto the scene, really. Yeah, Deirdre, there's that. And then there's also the reporting that Washington was heavily involved behind the scenes uh, in some scrutiny over Sequoia's deals, which led to that decision to break apart. I'm just curious what you think this all means for the appetite to do cross-border deal-making in the VC space right now. I think that there's still a lot of appetite, but you bring up a really good point. You refer to Sequoia sort of breaking up its different businesses, perhaps because of some of these geopolitical tensions. It has been in China for a long time, as long as any American VC um, made a lot of really good investments that have shaped up and made the company a lot of money. So I think that what's happening now is still very, very interesting for the American venture capitalists that are willing to take the risk of going into China, but they're going to have to do so very carefully, especially with potentially more restrictions going in place for the chips. But again, what we've learned over the last few years, guys, is that when there's a will, there's a way. Loopholes have been found. Remember, too, there was Chinese companies that was sort of renting space on certain advanced chips. So that's still TBD. Can they get around this? And when there's money involved, we've certainly seen time and time again that companies, venture capitalists will find a way. 
Uh, like holding back water. Uh, not, not, no question yeah. there, D. Thank you. Welcome back to Power Lunch. With all the attention on AI, you might have expected to see a wave of those companies going public. But while the IPO freeze we've been in for over a year has thought a little, it's mostly restaurants. We haven't really seen tech get involved. Let's bring in Deirdre Bosa now for today's Tech Check. Where are the startups, Deirdre? <laughs> Where are they? You're right, Kelly. Tech remains on the sidelines. And we have been waiting for some very big names for years even. But there are a few signs that they're ready to test these IPO waters anytime soon. Instacart, Stripe, Reddit, these are what I might call the dinosaur unicorns and that they've been living in startup land for longer than we might ever expect private companies of their size to do so. And in the meantime, the list of smaller unicorns, that is companies worth a billion dollars or more, that's growing thanks to this generative AI hype cycle. I just spoke to a few worth in you know billion dollars. Public investors, they can't get enough of the few companies that are already public as well as we have seen very much in the markets this year. So the big question, why isn't tech jumping on this opportunity? One reason is that a lot of startups raised money back in 2021, the peak, when interest rates were still low and the funding environment was red hot. Then when the landscapes cooled, they also cut their operating costs. So that actually increased their existing runway and thus the need to raise more money was eliminated. Another reason is that we haven't seen the full effect of the so-called Great Reset. Many startups, um, they remember those boom times of 2021 and they'd rather wait and see how other IPOs perform, see whether valuations have really settled um, or will continue to come back. So a bit of hedging here going on, Kelly, but some reasons why you may not see them come back anytime too soon. Arm could be the big one, though. Arm still, uh, wasn't that supposed to be by now already or no? Well, the timeline is ticking. They said they would go this year and there's nothing that tells me that they won't do so. We know Masasan is devoting all of his time to get this out the door. That could be the big one that really blows open the gates. And it's interesting because there's sort of this need. They need to get ARM out more so, not because they need the funding, but because Masasan has said so. Um, so that could be the one that blows the doors open. All right. Deirdre, thanks. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. Kings Island is now open weekends. 